on the on the computer. We need that to be live and direct. All right, what's good? What's good, my God? It's been about Welcome. three and a half years since our last episode. Welcome back. Hey, look, but you never rush excellence. You feel me, my boy? <laughs> That's what we want to tell ourselves. Never, ever. We in the middle of the off season, so at least we got some stuff to talk. A about. quick off season. I did. I did not think it was gonna be this quick. I ain't gonna lie to you. Shout, I was out, thinking, to the, shout out to the NBA telling them niggas to get back to work. Well, you know what? Done. I think a part of it was when they when they figured out, hey, look, either we can have this season right now, December twenty second, keep the Christmas games going, keep the NFL out of that slot for real, or. Y'all cannot have six hundred million dollars in the cap going to be cut by more because we're missing damn near a billion from uh in in state you know uh in in stadium sales. So it was like yeah, okay, I guess I'm gonna have to go ahead and take that work. Let's <laughs> do that I, work real quick. I believe I was hearing that there like the CBA was going to come into question if they didn't like start by then. You know, the NBA as a league, you know, they have a very good deal going on. So I don't think that's something they want to renegotiating during a pandemic. So yeah, I think. They were they pulled up the uh, Zach Lowe's podcast. They pulled up like the examples. Apparently, there's a certain percentage of the ch- of the paychecks they hold in escrow, quote unquote, until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And forty, I think it's like forty percent that they hold. But then, um, oh no, it's, I think it's like twenty, twenty or thirty. But forty percent, like for Steph Curry, you know, he making thirty eight, thirty nine million wouldn't hurt him that much. He's still making seventeen. But till grand scheme it wouldn't hurt him, but the people like Carson Edwards, Taco Fall, you know, those guys, the people with like veterans minimums and shit, that would hit them because that means on damn near half they check, they're not gonna see until the end of the year. <laughs> so if you are so if you sixty thousand for rent for an apartment somewhere and you're not even playing and you you know, might be a little tough. What a time to be alive. I swear. So First off, welcome back. Welcome back to the Hoops and Henny podcast. Because the schedules and, and whatnot, people people be human and busy. We got we, we got the virtual thing popping, but that means y'all get the first video ever. So, you know, it, there's, been, there's been the fits to every way you look at it. You know what I'm saying? Got the homie Joe. I got it, man. I'm telling y'all, that COVID, that COVID took me out for a little bit. Then I was just gone for a little bit, but we here now. Hey, look, we yeah. here now. That's all that matter. We we go, we gooies, we healthy out here. You know what I'm saying? We trying to progress in life. What? But, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about too, bro. I was gonna say, us taking that break now. There's a whole bunch of stuff we got to talk about, and uh, I got an opinion on most of it. All right, so we we just gonna throw a, a quick what to come because like this is old now, but um, Kyrie Irving is wild. I know that was something we wanted to touch it, but it's like it's so much that been happening in the NBA world in that little bit of time. Yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, what are we talking about? Kyrie Irving talking about talking about they don't really need a coach. Oh like, yeah, and then talking you, about this the first time in his career. All right, hold on. Here's all right. Hold on. Now. Let's stop right there. Talk we gotta to get it. Talk to. No, this is old news, right? But I don't understand why people gotta keep trying to disrespect LeBron. How's he gonna say, oh? KD is the first person I trusted to take the shot. Dre, what that says to me, Dre, I don't know what it says to you. What does it say to you? I'm going to tell you what it says. That says to me, look, I'm the best player on this team, and I, we can't get these wins unless I'm there to get us there. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Kyrie is a good player, right? Wrong. Why is it that those, what, five, six, seven years before LeBron came back to Cleveland, or was that, four years? Mm-hmm. Where were the wins at? He was, he was sub-500 every single one of those seasons. 
Kyrie needs to cut it out, all right? He wasn't the best player on that team. Okay? Well, Kyrie might want to real sit back and realize is that if LeBron didn't leave Cleveland, he wouldn't have been picked by Cleveland. Cleveland wouldn't have had the opportunity to have that pick. And then he wouldn't have been able to play with LeBron ever, which means he'd still be ringless. Think about it. If LeBron, because when LeBron left the Cleveland Cavaliers, they were in the lottery, what, three, four years in a row? And, like, yeah. they completely wasted a pick on Deion Waiters and Anthony Bennett. So they kind of hit on Kyrie. But if Kyrie wasn't there, wasn't uh, if LeBron never left Cleveland, he would have never had the chance to play with LeBron. So I'm just going to say Kyrie overrated. It's just that simple. I can't be mad at him. He's it's got a nice a- handle. But what has he actually done? Huh? Not even getting close to sniffing the playoffs in Cleveland by himself? Well, what about when he went to Boston? And that stacked team. And made it work somehow. I'm not even mad about it because when he was with the Celtics for that, which he lied to us, yeah, I want to be here. You know, I, I really want to be here. My dude, dude you are six foot three. Right now. You are six foot three, my boy. Defense is like, he got a block and was like, God. What's the defensive stop? It's like, why is this exciting? He's six foot three. Meanwhile, you got Steph Curry actually playing passing. James Harden played more defense this year than Kyrie Irving has played his entire career. Let that sink in. James Harden is getting credit as at least a willing defender. Not the best, but a willing defender. Kyrie Irving can't stop nothing. Even on 2K, it is open. Se- he played better defense on 2K than he played in real life. <laughs> and it's still open season. I, I can still drop 60 on, on Kyrie in, in the game. But, yeah, he's a he's a good player. But I think he um he sniffed his own hype a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. He's taking that Mamba mentality thing just a step further than For I think he's able to. someone who has not done anything, whenever he was the, the guy on the team or supposed to be the leader, those right. teams are completely stalled. He made that ball. Those team teams work. have done better without him. For all Those purposes. teams have done better without him. And now, he's on, and now he's going on the podcast talking about, oh, we don't really need a coach. I'll do it sometimes. KD will do it sometimes. What are you talking about? Yeah, no. because And that's the thing, Steve Nash, the only reason he's there is because you and Kevin Durant wanted him there. Because they had it. I know everybody was complaining, oh, you know, there, there should have been a black coach hired if they wanted. Stephen A. Well, yeah, it was Stephen A. You, you know, you know me. I, I barely listen to him and Max, man, because I was I wound up agreeing with Max more because Steve, because Stephen A. Smith is just loud. I, 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 I have to stop you, uh, Max, because I don't agree with well, of, of course, with your soliloquies and your your rhetoric. I, I, I can't keep up. It's like, all right, Stephen A. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. Um, yes, I agree that there should be quote unquote a few more opportunities for. It can't be that uh, – and the biggest thing, I think, in NFL and NBA, just a crossover in that discussion for why there aren't more coaches or opportunities for coaches of color, if if it's so much so that, you know, throughout the these years of this league or these leagues existing and so many of these players are recognized as high IQ guys, you know, like, oh, he was the smartest player I've ever seen. He, he could read this, that, or the third before the rest of – you know, before – half the team and that's what made him great so if you got all these high high iq guys you know some of them don't want to come back to the league in that capacity where for those that do the opportunity needs to be there and there need to be more people in place i've um i'm not trying to be funny there's no reason why um what's what's my man's name that uh, that, that was a uh, assistant coach 
with uh with LeBron and LeBron D Wade in Miami. He was he was the coach of the Grizzlies. I'm forgetting his name right now, but there's no reason he doesn't have a job. I don't know that Mark Jackson doesn't uh doesn't like his job. You know, he, everybody's saying that he he did set up the Warriors and Steve Kerr just you know set him up to take take advantage of the offense that they were kind of sitting on maybe with him. But maybe Mark Jackson is happy making a couple mil with just calling a couple games on ESPN. I certainly would be. <laughs> I don't know the man's contract. You know, everybody get their money. But I'd be, if I went from an NBA coach to still being able to talk about the NBA, the game that I love, the game that I played, and then making plenty without having the the what to come of if I don't win the next three games, I'm out of here, I'd take that deal. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of coaches who transition. And then sometimes TV – TV is a what is a conundrum too because you got guys like Paul Pierce still sitting and talking about he had a better career than D Wade and he's a better shooter than Clay Thompson so and stuff. So do you feel like, um, I guess just personally, I feel like you know we have a, a well, maybe a good amount of black coaches that come through, but it seems to be a high disparity. They're either at like a very high end or they're I guess just kind of rotation guy. So just for example. Yeah. We'll talk about, you know, Doc Rivers. This is a guy who's always going to be employed, always at a good spot as well. Mm, very uh, true. Casey, he had a great run in Toronto, immediately moved to Detroit. Um, Ty Lue, you know, he was with uh, LeBron in Cleveland. He was in um, L.A. for a little bit, but now, you know, he's going to be a head coach again. And, you know, it's kind of like we have those very high-end people. And kind of mm-hmm. everyone else, they just kind of they'll show up for a year to a team that's bad, and then the team has another bad year, and it's like, all right, the next one um the nature of the business or what are your thoughts on that excuse me but the um <clears throat> i'll try to i'll try to try to piece it all together that i have in my head but i think a part of it is to some degree the precedent that's been set for people that look like us and that we have to work that much harder to get the same opportunity because you know, me and you can do three times the work of person A, and person A don't look like us, and they get that opportunity sooner while we're still stuck in the same position, you know, and we're doing the work, helping them, whatever the case may be. So I think that's a part of it. But then, too, um, I think, like, within the league, I think I think the NBA is probably the most progressive in hiring people that um, and giving people opportunity. At least they're much more visible with it. And all you have to do for some to some degree in the NBA is show that you can win even a little bit and or pay your quote unquote dues because um what's dude's name? Like you have your situations like Steve Kerr and and um Steve Nash, you know, they get their opportunity to coach more so because the players want them there. But what we forget, like but what people forget is that Steve Steve Kerr was it was a what, four or five time NBA champion between between the Bulls and and the, uh, and the Spurs, and he was coached by two of the greatest coaches, if not the two greatest coaches of all time, in um, Popovich and um, Phil Jackson. So he got to be coached by some really decent people and had championship experience, and clearly it worked. Uh, Steve Nash, we have yet to see, but he did win two MVPs. The second one, people can say maybe Shaq should have won it, but history is what it is at this point. So... I think when it comes to like black coaches, quote unquote, Doc Rivers will probably always have a job. Yes, he's had the most quote unquote three one leads blown, quote unquote, but he's also that's a fact. 
Oh, no, I'm, I'm saying he has had the most blown 3-1 leads as a coach, especially in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. However, past the point, it becomes, have you won the league? Have you shown yourself to be consistent? And then what's your track record? Like, what, what, are, what do your players say about you? And Doc Rivers has, from that championship team, and that's, a, that's what, two, three Hall of Famers, potentially four, you know, Ray Allen, uh, KG, and Paul Pierce all speak highly of him. And then even when he was in uh, with the Clippers, he took them, I think, as far as maybe not as far as they could have gone, but they weren't – that team didn't have the right chemistry to go any further than they did. That Clippers team – you know, that uh, that Lob City team. I'm still with putting the that on him, too, because he was the president of basketball operations, but that's something different. But go on. Very true. I don't know that there have been a lot of players, a lot of coaches who have had both roles and done it successfully. Mm. You'll probably get a lot more credit that way, but you also get double jeopardy, and that is that much more risk to lose yeah. credit if it fails. Say, no, I didn't have the right team. So go get the right team. Right. So, um, in that regard, like Doc Rivers will always have a job. Ty Lue, I think, will probably always have a job because while he was in, the, he was another former player, very respected from his peers that he played with, and then going into, um, then going into coaching. They replaced, you know, they replaced David Blatt with him. And he got, you know, and he was the guy to, quote, unquote, coach LeBron. And there are multiple stories of he had enough, you know, uh, cojones or balls, you know, whatever the case is, to call LeBron, to call LeBron out and say, I need you to give me more, whatever the case may be. And if you can coach, you know, the the biggest personality, quote, unquote, that there is, the face of the league, then there's almost like you can almost coach anybody. And I guess the same is for Doc Rivers. I feel like a lot of people don't get credit. Like I'm forgetting his name. That's the part that's killing me. Dude, the uh, the guy that coached. Um, he's not coaching right now, but uh, he coached the Grizzlies for a little bit. Coached the Knicks. First off, if anybody coaches the Knicks and doesn't survive in the league, that should be wiped from their record because the Knicks are a trash organization. Okay, the Knicks aren't going to succeed until until James Dolan sells them and he's not ever going to sell them bro like if if the cowboys are worth four billion how much do you think the knicks are worth right now like even though the team has been trashed for over what two three decades outside of that carmelo moment that brief stint in history they're probably they're still one of the biggest new york is still one of the biggest markets and those stands were almost always packed so you know they make a, they still make a lot of money but if anybody, it's a coach. Look, and I know a lot of black coaches. You were saying like they get opportunities at subpar teams, but then that team, as you said, is subpar, so they don't really get a chance to. They might be a good coach with the right players, but then they never have an opportunity to get the right players to be there long enough, and then they never get another opportunity. So, um, I guess all of that. Jesus Christ! I just realized that was a lot to say. Um, <laughs> I guess all of that is basically the the NBA is doing the best at giving uh, black coaches, quote unquote, the opportunity to. However, I feel like they um, they could do better in giving the new or and or fresher faces that aren't the Doc Rivers, the Ty Lue's, the J.B. Bickerstaffs, um, the Ayme Yudokas, because Ayme Yudoka just signed another what you call him. He's a part of Steve Nash's uh, staff as a assistant coach, but he was with the Spurs for years, you know. So he's getting the opportunity to be have a bit, bit a bit more of a bigger role there in Brooklyn, but he's still not a head coach. But 
for the guys that aren't to them, quote unquote, to, you know, like keep finding their way to a job somewhere within the league. Um, Cause I, you remember Lionel Hollins? Mm-hmm. He's on, um, he's on some show now having all types of bad takes. Well, I'm saying he, he was a decent coach. Like he coached those, if I'm not mistaken, he was coaching those Grizzlies teams with Marcus all and Zebo and and uh, Mike Conley. Like he, he's a, he showed himself to be a more than competent coach. And that, those are eight seeds that were, you know, we have found a way to turn it on. And you would have to think past the point that was coaching because the moment he left, they kind of kept it the same, if not a little worse until, I mean, clearly they wound up in the lottery having to draft, you know, being able to draft John Moran, not a couple, not many years later. So like guys like him and then the newer faces probably need to have a longer leash. So I guess that might be on the coaches, uh, if the NBA has a coaches association, maybe discussing how to have longer quote unquote deals. So you have an opportunity to actually coach and build and uh, construct a team that you believe you can win with, you know, within what's reasonable for the ownership. But um, yeah, I think, I think they do. They probably need to sit down within the players association and what to come and figure out something where newer coaches have a longer, slightly longer lease. Like if you got, if you got a star and what to come like the Clippers did and you got, you know, it's a win now. That's a bit more understandable. You know, that's a bit more understanding. But even still, I don't think they I don't think Doc Rivers should have been fired, but then now he's in Philly, so we'll see how that works out. You know. Well, I do know we have a bunch of other things we gotta get to, so I won't stay on this too much. I will say I understand what Stephen A is saying. Um, I guess it is something you have to keep your eye on. I do think the NBA already does the best job of kind of, you know, keeping it fair. It was just a few years ago, I think like 2015 or 2016, it was like almost 50% of the coaches in the NBA were black. So, yeah, part of it is just, you know, people come, people go. We see like Steven Silas and now in Houston, you know, mm-hmm. got to get an opportunity. But I definitely understand it is something you just got to keep an eye on because, you know, if you, if you turn a blind eye to it, the next thing you know, you're going to be like, wait a second, what happened, you know? Yeah. Speaking of Houston, have you seen the NBA rumors from today? Man, Houston. Oh, such a bad, good team in my life. First of all, what do you want to start with, Russell? Where, where would you like to start with? Don't get me started on Russell Westbrook because you already know I probably have oh. one of the worst takes in NBA. NBA, what you know how I feel about Westbrook? This man, Russell Westbrook. Showed up to Houston. Mm. Didn't well, do nothing. Well, no, 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 no. It's not that he showed up. His best friend asked for him to be there, and they let go of Chris Paul to make it happen. I mean, I could even forgive that, okay? Chris Paul's getting older. You got to try to have something. I can, you can twist some words around and make that make sense. What you, you can't make sense is me sitting in the house, watching them on the bubble, watching Houston show up every day. P.J. Tucker – Somehow staying alive with those seven foot uh, behemoths, <laughs> and all I see is Russell Westbrook running up and down the court like it's a track meet at the Olympics. He ain't he ain't putting nothing in the bucket. He just throwing mm. the ball all over the place. Mm. And then I get online today, and he's talking about oh, one I no longer want to be in Houston. Well, you left your skills back in OKC, so are you going to go back there and pick them up? You could argue there wasn't a real skill there. Could you could you not argue? 
What, what is... Okay, let me... Alright, let me... Hold on. Let me, let me talk to him real quick. I understand that before coming into the league, Russell Westbrook at UCLA played with Kevin Love, also was a shooting guard. They made him trans, trans, you know, turn into a point guard eventually, especially when you have James Harden on the team. Russell Westbrook, and I love him. Like, I love watching him play because he doesn't cheat the game. You can never say that he doesn't cheat the game, right? Mm-hmm. He, gives a, he gives 110, but the same way that John Wall has said he had to learn to slow down, Mm-hmm. I don't think Westbrook has learned that lesson yet, and the man is about to be 32. Well, it's too late to learn it now. Don't even worry about it. I'm saying so. So in that, um, I might even have a, a, a worse, hotter take. I don't think it's worse. Last week, the last episode, in fact, when I did that reaction video, I said if Patrick Beverly is here, you take Patrick Beverly and turn him up to like a thousand percent, and you get Westbrook. So like if this is a if this is a NBA starter, you're gonna have an all all star Hall of Famer because he's just moving that much quicker, you know, that much more of a past yelling and what to comment all in your face. But are they really affecting your wins? Mm. So like, but so so like Patrick Beverly on any basic team or any random team, he's not gonna do like he's gonna play defense, be an annoyance, be a pest maybe get you one or two extra wins if he's at his best at all times, which is knocking down the occasional three-point shot, which Westbrook cannot do, and playing, you know, average to momentarily great defense in moments, right? His, his what to come is that he's playing he's – just, he's just there a lot. He's not really playing lockdown, strap-up strap defense. Westbrook, if you turn him up a 1,000, you get Westbrook. Westbrook mo- does a lot of moving. Hell, he probably loses three pounds a game, but he's he doesn't affect winning that much in regard. And you could say when he was in OKC by himself, you know, once Kevin Durant decided he couldn't flat out, it came out. Kevin Durant said, "I cannot win a ring with this guy." You could say that he, um, you know, that oh look what he did then, but he was also by himself. There was no one to share the ball. The, his second best player was Stephen Adams, and I love Stephen Adams, but he is by no means a scorer. And you could watch. You watch the games. There were times when Stephen Adams or Patrick Patterson, whoever, was getting out of the way so Westbrook could get a rebound. Mm-hmm. So it's like we know that he was trying to chase in those numbers, and it's still an impossible feat. And he did it three years in a row. But then you have where, but then you get to Houston, and he still hasn't worked on worked enough on his jump shot and. I'm not trying – I don't know that any other player has gotten away longer without having a legitimate jump shot and or be consistent from the free throw line. I think, like, this year, at one point he was on a stretch of, like, 20-some games and he was shooting 50% from the free throw line. And y'all say LeBron can't shoot free throws. But this is the point guard. And then in the most crucial moments, a point guard making the wrong decisions, doing one of these – <laughs> throwing the bit behind his head and the joint is out of bounds and or flying to the other team. So if this is your point guard and you get to this team with your best friend and you're trying to prove that you're what's it coming, I think what they were trying to do in Houston would have worked if they let Westbrook play to five. Just let him be Giannis. Now, hold on, hold on. Do you think, do you really think that that would have, like when you say it would have worked, what does that mean? 
As in, because they already traded, like, they traded Clint Capella, which I thought was the biggest mistake. And I know immediately it was like, oh, oh, you know, they got they got Roko, they got Robert Covington, they got they got P.J. Tucker and P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker needs a bigger contract. He needs a new contract. I think I heard somebody say that he's looking for a new one. It's like they need to give it to him because that man was down there against Boban Marjanovic just doing, doing work, like, low-key. Yeah. And he was shooting way more consistently than Russ is and – Lord knows you need a jump shot to be a, to be average in the league, let alone above average or above replacement and then great, you know, good all-star and then great. So I did hear that he was looking for a new contract, but um, I think that if they had a – Who's about to give him a nice check? P.J. Tuck, I'm not – it depends on what on – who's, on who's looking. I don't know that Houston – because Houston is clearly about to move off that small ball because low-key I keep hearing – I keep hearing a lot of people um, are speculating that basically both of them next year, Houston won't have James Harden and Russell Westbrook. They won't have either of them because, because they're talking about um, now. I don't necessarily let's finish with Westbrook. Where do you think Westbrook would fit best? Here's because my- he is the biggest. I, I heard it. Uh, I think it was, it was, it was Skip Bayless. God, I'm agreeing with Skip Bayless. He is the biggest, um, chemistry chemistry experiment ever he's really great but then he's shown multiple times that with great players like Oladipo and Sabonis went on to Indiana and did better mm-hmm. Kevin Durant clearly left the, the worries but clearly Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant and still went and got a ring Harden is Kevin carrying the, the Rockets for the last four or five years and had one of the greatest stretches of scoring ever and then Westbrook is still, I'm going to blow by you with just pure speed and try to dunk on you and not make a free throw and then throw it from half court in the all-star game and make it. So so where do you think Westbrook will fit best? Because clearly he needs his own team. So where do you think he'd be best? The perfect fit, if you were to ask me what you are, is the New York Knicks. They can ship him up there. Get a couple of picks back. They can start their rebuild. The Knicks don't have any interest in winning anyway, okay? They just need somebody to, you know, tell people, hey, we're trying. Come on and watch us. That way, Westbrook, Westbrook can be up there running around like he ain't got no sense. He can put his stats up. He can get some triple doubles. Everybody be happy. Now, now, see, see, see hold on, hold on. See, we can do a little – I can show you a little something, right? Because the Knicks, the Knicks could do something wild. You know, we all know the draft is next week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is next week. Damn, that's crazy. 18th, right? Yeah. How about the draft? It's next week, bro. All right, so we're gonna come uh we're gonna come here. And I I'm better gonna... watch out for my wizards, man. All right, all right, all right. Can you see the screen? Can you see the screen? You see my computer screen right here? I started sharing, but I can't. There it go. There it go. All right. So as you see, the New York Knickerbockers have the eighth pick, right? Mm-hmm. All right, all right, so we're going to go over here to the good old NBA trade machine, all right? Team number one. I was at work so bored, and I wasn't doing no more work, so. Hey, look, I had already processed 200 titles at that point. I wasn't doing nothing else. All right, so look here, right? You'd think with all of these people, you know, they'd have to throw one of these big names in here, right, for the t- for it to work. Because we're going to trade. We're going to come over here and get the Rockets. And we're trading Russell Westbrook to the Knicks. 
It's him. First off, $41.3 million. Mm-hmm. God. And I, I hate when they say, you know, they need to make sure they're working on generational wealth. What, what more do you need? <laughs> and you're in taxes. Ain't no income tax, bro. What's up? <laughs> One year of that, you good. But anyway, I digress. So that's what we're giving. You know, we're trading Westbrook over here. I think I just messed it up. But you see, now, all I'm going to do is give up Bobby Portis, right? Bobby Portis. Come over here to the picks, the number eight pick, and then the 2021 number one and the 20 and the 2020 number one. They might be able to keep that round too. So the Knicks are giving up their number eight pick from this year, and then Bobby Portis to make you know make a little what's it come, and then they're and then they're getting Westbrook. I don't know if this will go through. I feel like I might just throw another pick in there. Success. So, now these aren't actually real, but if the Knicks can get nine more wins and if the Rockets are truly planning on trading Westbrook and James Harden, you can automatically get a young, another, a center, a decent center, still young, and then the number eight pick, the number eight pick, you don't know who might be there. You might be able to get, you know, what's, what's dude's name? What's my boy's name? Uh, Anthony Edwards you might be able to get, uh, what's the other dude's name? Killian Hayes. You'll be able to get a young piece and be able to start rebuilding immediately. And then if you're trading uh, James Harden, a lot of people were talking about trading James Harden for that, um, or Ben Simmons. Now to make the contracts work, you'd have to work some throw someone else in there. So if you wound up picking if you wound up trading Ben Simmons and I think it's Josh Richardson, that can make the money work to get hardened in there. So how do you feel about that? Sorry, I muted myself there. No, you good, you good. I don't know. I hear what you're saying, and it makes sense. It it does make sense. But personally, I used to be a huge Westbrook fan. And I, he's still a great guy. But I'm just – I don't know. I it, think New York is the perfect market for him, though. I think it is, too. But not in any sense of, like, you know, business acumen. I think he just needs to go up there. Well, you know, business acumen would be appropriate if it wasn't James Dolan. And that's <laughs> – that's what I'm saying. The Knicks don't have any interest in really winning anything. Right. So it would make more sense to trade for him than mm-hmm. and they're giving up you're giving up Bobby Porter. So you keep so you keep RJ Barrett. You're, he's, so you keep a young piece. You keep Kevin Knox. I don't know what Kevin Knox will be. He hasn't shown too much, I don't think. I mean Zion definitely just threw him well, to the ground in preseason. Career. You said what? That's gonna completely end their career. RJ Barrett, Kevin Knox, they're done for. It might not end R.J. Barrett. Well, once he leaves New York, no. But <laughs> he's there. I mean, like, but everybody's all in for twenty twenty one for that for that draft for that uh, that free agency because there might be that uh, that Giannis is available. But you know, we've all seen nobody wants to go to New York. Niggas literally picked the Nets this year. <laughs> literally picked the Nets down the street, round the way in the in the Bronx. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, so I mean, okay. So with that being said, within that uh, that little what to come, if they get rid of, if the Seventy Sixers get rid of Ben Simmons and Josh Richardson and bring in James Harden, because that would make the money work, and that's two players for one. Would that make the Seventy Sixers the best option in the Eastern Conference? I'm gonna ask you first because. I'm, I'm here. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. So we're talking a duel of James Harden, um, Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. That's in the Eastern Conference. No. No, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Now remember, we still got Tobias Harris. I could explain how the team would work. There's still a horrible contract on that team that no one has talked about addressing yet. No. I, oh, my goodness. Don't bring up Al Horford, please. We already have started this in the last episode. Joe, I'm not even saying I'm okay. If they're looking to trade Ben Simmons to quote unquote open up spacing, if you have you're paying Tobias Harris the max. That's crazy. It is. The fact that the fact that they paid Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler clearly came back to bite him this year. I'm am I tripping for that? Because I'm not a professional scout. But who who thought that was a good idea to give Tobias Harris the max? You know what? I think. Tobias Harris, I guess, showed Tobias Harris might be close to a Gallinari type thing in that you'd rather have him and hope for his absolute best than not have him, you know, or, you know, than what to come. Because Gallinari is a really solid NBA player. He hasn't been great, I don't think, ever. But, you know, Tobias Harris has shown consistency, consistently getting better and then consistency once he quote unquote plateaued from Orlando to the Clippers to now, what to come? I think maybe being in, uh, in, in, in Philly, he might have decreased a little bit, but that might be purely because of spacing. And they're not, like, embracing roles up there because there's just so much, like, on 2K, it's great to have seven people, you know, five people on your starting <laughs> rotation, starting lineup over six five, six seven, you know, but in real life, there's only so much court, <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah. I, I'll still let you finish. What the? Uh, what, what's your thoughts on on them getting rid of Ben Simmons and Josh potentially Josh Richardson? That that was the trade scenario I ran through to make the salaries work, because you have to. Um, ben Simmons, I only think is things like what, like nineteen or twenty million, and then you need another ten, so that would be Josh Richardson's contract. I don't believe they would trade Al, Hor- Al Horford. I don't think Houston would accept Al Horford in that moment to make the money work because he's making like the max or like just under the max as well. So I think, and I think Houston would rather have Josh Richardson, who's a good defender. He's a like a above average three and D player, you know, like three and D. So you could have him along with, if you get that pick with the Westbrook trade and then uh, Ben Simmons as your point guard, you could still have a chance to win some games and then still be progressing with a new coach, so you have a new culture, new teammates, new what to, new players, you know, that sort of thing. But um, from your perspective, what's your what's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, so a few thoughts. Um, if I am Philadelphia, me personally, I want to move off of Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. I guess you take your choice and you've got to move off of one. Personally, I don't like the idea of bringing James Harden in to be that second guy. 
maybe it's just a bad taste has been left in my mouth, but I'm thinking we're matching Daryl Morey up with Harden again. We already saw that not work in Houston. If we're, if we're moving off of Ben Simmons in particular, you have a 50-50 guy on Joel Embiid. He spends a lot of time hurt. So, mm-hmm. you know, in those cases, there's going to be a rocket to the east now. And, again, we haven't really seen that work, so I don't know. There's nothing there to make me believe that, you know, something different is going to come of it. Um, with that being said, I don't really know kind of who would be the best move for Philadelphia. Um, there are a lot of good options out there. I think I saw something circulating talking about bringing in like a Chris Paul. Um, of course, great player. Could be beneficial. I don't know what that means for the long term. I don't even know how they would make that work. They would have to get off of either Tobias Harris or Al Horford's contract to get – because that would – it would be like a disparity of like three point three million, I think, if they got because Chris Paul is making like forty one, mm-hmm. and Dow Horford making like 38, 30, 32 or thirty eight, I think. But um, my thoughts on the what's on the whole situation, it's a lot. I feel like we've seen what Joel Embiid is going to be. Yes. I think we've seen what Joel Embiid is going to be, and that's and that's an All Star center. That's great. The only reason I think it could work if they – I'm not sure, as I, as you – I think I agree with you in the sense that with James Harden and Embiid, it's clearly immediately going to be James Harden's team. Mm-hmm. And Al, I mean, and between Al Horford and Joel Embiid, they are not um, standstill, knockdown shooters. The person that would benefit more from – James Harden with the ball in their hands is probably a Matisse Tybul who's still up and coming, like still, you know, like still progressing and probably Tobias Harris because they're able to move around. Joel Embiid, while he is athletic, he is not Clint Capella athleticism. Neither is Al Horford. So I feel like if you could, I would rather see them get rid of Joel Embiid if they have to move on from somebody. But then you have the, you know, the conundrum of having Ben Simmons and two ball-dominant people, two ball-dominant guards, unless you're going to tell Ben Simmons to go down there and be honest and play the five, basically, which I think he could do, but he hasn't done that his entire life. So he would get abused by some people like a Mark Gasol or, or a Boogie Cousins or JaVale just because they've been doing and been playing that position their entire existence, unless you tell him to be like Giannis and you just switch them off between the two. But then you still have Tobias Harris just kind of just being big in the corner. Like you're not with, – with James Harden on the team, it's going to be his team, and I don't think Joel Embiid will like that. Like he's shown – he's shown a, uh, an ability to be very shady <laughs> on social media, calling people out and the like and then take a big L – and or be inconsistent. Yeah, that's that's. Now, if you're telling me that James Harden, and that's the thing, they don't have a true. I low key think the best defender on that team right now would be Josh Richardson, and then Josh Richardson, Ben Simmons, then Batiste Tybul, and then Joel Embiid. Your second guy cannot be your second worst defender and be seven foot. You know. And I know everybody talks about the highlights, but if you're telling me Joel Embiid that Harden is going to commit more than he ever has to playing defense. And he played good defense this year. If you're telling me he's going to commit completely to playing decent defense and then Joel Embiid is going to 
going to commit to being the best player that he can be, which is which means not eating burgers before fucking playoff games. And, and see, that's where I don't think we're going to get that commitment. You know, a part of it, too, for James Harden, I think he got a, um, a lot of a bad rap for not playing defense, as he should have, because he wasn't playing. He wasn't. He had to carry so much in an offensive load. And I think even just having a guy like Westbrook there probably does something in the mind, is at least what it appears like to me, is that, okay, you know, I can put more effort on defense. I know I have somebody who can at least go get it on offense. Right. Okay. I'll give you that. So – you know, if he's moving into a situation in which he knows, okay, at least I have a guy who can go get us a bucket or can go, you know, make a play. I think we can, we're going to see more of a defensive side of James Harden, not that, you know, walking back on the fast breaks. Right. We won't see lockdown, you know, Jordan in the finals type. <laughs> but we'd see about the same as this year, maybe a little better. Because Joel Embiid can get a bucket, but he's been so inconsistent in that, um, in getting, quote, unquote, his buckets and being consistent on defense, even. I stay on the court. A big part of it is really injuries, you know? It's, it's, you don't want to say it, but it's like when you have a guy like Joel Embiid, you got to, it's really a 50 50 chance if you're going to have him. And if you are, is he 100%? A lot of that is, you know, eating burgers before playoff games, you know, that's not going to help. That's not helping at all. It's like you started your career off sitting out for like two, three years with injuries. You can't. You have to you have to realize that your body in this moment is your money, and that's how, like, if you, you're literally getting paid millions, bro, like to sit and to play a game, and like, come on, man, <laughs> and then and then you get a block on Goran Dragic. It's like ain't that like 35, 34 years old? You should be at seven feet tall, at seven foot one, and shoulders shoulders like Shaq. Like, what's up with you? But then you got guys like Bam Adebayo who are smaller more committed and maybe a, a little bit more athletic that are getting, you know, most improved player of the year awards and, and getting, you know, all these accolades because they're recognized as being committed to their craft, you know, and it's not saying that Joel Embiid don't work, but clearly there's a lack of um, a different level of want. So if you're telling me that James, if I'm going to get the best version of James Harden and a different level of defense than he's ever played and then, Joel Embiid is going to be consistent, then absolutely make that trade. But I don't know that and, that, and that Joel Embiid is going to be okay with not being one of the, like the focal point of the offense. Mm-hmm. They have the ball in Ben Simmons' hand a lot, but Ben Simmons is not going to shoot the ball, excuse me, nearly as much as Joel Embiid does and or will. But Joel Embiid will pull like 10 three-pointers and make two. And then, you know, Yale, would he get a block? on me. <laughs> so, ah, it's like, bro, what were you expecting? So very interesting. We'll be it's it's such a crazy time because you know we have the season about to start. We have the draft next week and free agency following. It's gonna be a lot of stuff going on in a very quick amount of time. Yeah. So with there's one more thing I wanted to watch it come. Mm-hmm. Can we admit that – can we say – is it fair to say that the new, that the Timberwolves are just as bad as the Knicks? Timberwolves are just as bad as the Knicks. Because right now it's seeming like they really lucked up in drafting Kevin Garnett and then Kevin Love because yeah. they have failed otherwise as a franchise. 
you're not wrong. But, but here's the okay, but see here's the thing, right? Remember, this is the same team that drafted Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio around Steph Curry. <laughs> they did have two picks right there. And picked two point guards, one of which hasn't been in the league since three years after that draft. And the other one is a is a backup or a barely a starter on the Utah Jazz. With Rudy, with Rudy, I'm gonna spread the pandemic, Gobert. So, <laughs> let's okay, just... you're not you're not wrong, but my, okay. My thing is this: this is my only thing, right? It's Minnesota. How like how much sway do they have in terms of free agency, convincing guys to come play in you know the Toyota Center, wherever they, where they, what Target Center? Somewhere. I think it's Target Center. It's they cold. should have more. They should have more. Think about it this way, right? When Jimmy, nobody liked Jimmy Butler there, but when Jimmy Butler was there, he had much of the attitude I think that Kevin Garnett did in that we're going to win. Like, it doesn't matter who's here. We're going to win. And they went to the playoffs for the first time in 14 years. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love was just stuck there because they drafted Johnny Flynn and traded for Kevin Martin around him. And Kevin Martin couldn't throw the ball in the ocean past a certain point of the, uh, toward the last end of his contract. And then Johnny Flynn was Johnny Flynn. Ricky Rubio, they tra- he's been traded how many times? And been on how many teams? So they didn't draft a whole bunch of cornerstone and or decent pieces. Then they've drafted Andrew. Then they got Andrew Wiggins, let him go for D'Angelo Russell. Let's consider that because Carl Anthony Towns, they're great. Uh, like Carl Anthony Towns, I, I feel like should be way better than he is, bro. I do too. So, okay, actually, let me stop you right there because I okay. feel like he should be way better than he is too. Do you think they have a lack of, um, I guess, ability to develop their young players? I think it's a la- I think this is on the players in this case. think it's on the players in this case. I that's think – Now, hold on now. That's a lot of players. I think that gone through Minnesota. I'll put it this way. Kevin Love, Kevin Love was an anomaly. Kevin Love was has shown that because I'm not trying to be funny. I I don't know if you remember that game, but then it was him. Literally he alone <laughs> in uh and then he was like shooting, like literally on a shootout, a triple overtime game in OKC with with uh when when uh OKC still had uh Westbrook and, and Kevin Durant. And they lost by like a point, but it was like 127 to like 133 or something. Like they were, that game was insane. But Kevin Love was the one catching, catching balls at the hash mark, out of bounds plays, throwing it in the net. Like Kevin Love was an anomaly and he showed that he can be a winner and do what it takes to win. And he went on one, on the second longest rebounding streak ever as a undersized quote unquote power forward without being a ball-dominant, quote-unquote, player and a ground-bound player. You know, he's not the most athletic, let's-go-dunk on everybody's head, kind of like a, a, a different version of Zebo, right? Mm-hmm. So he was an anomaly, but you get Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, in all fairness, might have had too much hype. He might have collapsed under the pressure. He might have collapsed under the pressure or the expectations that were, you know, given to him. However, Carl Anthony Towns, he – Carl Anthony – in fact, no, it was – Jabari Parker and Andrew Wiggins were in the same draft. Jabari Parker, I don't know where he's playing right now. Is it the Bulls or something? Like, I, I literally don't know. He was on the Bulls for a while. 
I know he I know he got injured like day one, but as did, you know, uh but Julius Randle got injured day one. Now while he's on the Knicks, he's still in the league. He's on the Kings. So his career is over. Basically. He's not playing. There's no way he can be playing. Money they be running. But is so so basically what you're saying is his career is over because he's in the Kings. Same as De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill. Don't do that to the Kings. The Kings aren't. The Kings have some good players, and they're still the Kings. What does that mean? That means that since since they got cheated out of that game against the Lakers all them years ago, they have been as Stephen they says, "Oh, moribund franchise." <laughs> okay, they the Aaron Fox is great. Buddy Heald is a lesser version of Bradley Beal. Of, of Brad Beal, uh, who else? I think they have a solid team. They're Marvin Bagley. Oh, Marvin not, Bagley, he ain't he ain't he ain't shown a, a, a lot yet. I'm looking here, Harrison Barnes. The Warriors literally threw him away. Team, no, don't get that confused. But you know, as they develop, if they were to keep a core group together, they can they can get into the playoffs. Might as well be in Minnesota. Well, oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so okay, so with back to Minnesota, right? Minnesota is speaking of like they have they have they got the number one pick, so Crazy. they're huh. They need to trade it. Okay, but for who? Because who's going to want to be in Minnesota long term? Because oh, they're they're looking at oh we need we just need that one veteran. You ran him off. I think Minnesota. Oh, okay. We gotta stop this. We gotta stop this, man. We gotta stop this. Okay, yes, Jimmy Butler is a good player. Yes, he got the Heat to. I ain't saying nothing about the Heat. I I, I could care less. <laughs> that game, I literally sat in game two watching that joint. It was a 10-point game the whole game, and I was like, I am bored. Like, the Lakers are just winning this. Like, it's I mean, really it like, like, oh, it was 10 points. Yeah. I am bored. Yawn. <laughs> the games they won, yawn. This is rough. <laughs> so, I know. I'm, I'm excited for them to kind of get back in that arena. Hopefully, COVID is slowing down. They don't have any, anything too serious going on. But, yeah, Jimmy Butler in Minnesota. Like, Come on now. What were we expecting to really happen there? That's why I said I feel like that team, at least the players that they're trying to build around, <clears throat> are a little bit more concerned with – they're not concerned about playing basketball. They're making a lot of money, and basketball is just something that they do. But I have seen – I'll put it this way. I've seen more of D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell got traded from uh, the Lakers – it went crazy with the VC, bro. He got the dreads. He got he he got the tattoos, and then he got and then he got to to Minnesota because remember, their key piece, their key centerpiece is their center in Carl Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. and he and Devin Booker and uh, D'Angelo Russell said that they want to be on the same team. I don't know where the defense is coming from because they all get blown up on a regular basis. Oh, Devin Booker said that. Yeah, it was a it was an interview they did, I think, with Slam Magazine like a year or two ago, and they all said, you know, like they wanted to be on the same team together. The best player out of them is Devin Booker, without a doubt. I don't. There is no defense being played. I don't believe that for a second. But no, but he they got one player there because they got D'Angelo Russell, and where has it gotten them? A hot nowhere. But is D'Angelo Russell gonna even stay? Who? Where else he gonna go? Charlotte. Go places. Yeah, Russell is a good, good enough. He's player. a good offensive player, but you have to play. You should be able to play decent defense on both ends. You know, 
And but that's not saying much because of their centerpiece. I think that oh man, all right, all right, I'm I'm gonna violate just a little bit. I feel like Carl Anthony Towns is more concerned with how with his social media presence more than he is about than he is about basketball. And I know that's wild. It has to be. Now see, this is what I'm saying, right? If anybody if this is why New York gets we have to be tougher on New York than Minnesota, right? Because if anybody goes to New York that's even kind of a star, the media every single day is going to talk about it, whether it's good, bad, or anything in between. Carl Anthony Towns could drop anything under 100 points. He could drop 99.9 points. And they, we might talk about it once. Like, oh, that was cool. All right, whatever. No, because, because I feel like I'll put it this way. Carl Anthony Towns gets all this. He gets a lot of hype. Like, even though he's in a smaller market, mm-hmm. he gets a lot of hype and a lot of people, you know, saying, oh, he, he has the potential to be such a great player. How many years are we going to harp on potential before we ask to just see it? Fair. That's a fair question. But because if we hold that standard, all these great players. Hmm? Who are we putting around him? Who do we That's have what I said. It's, it's, it's bad. But the men, but Minnesota, it has at least gives the impression that they want to be at least a decent team, and you can't be fourteen years out of the playoffs make it, lose the one guy that everybody said was the problem, and then your best guy, and then your your centerpiece, is just what to come like the 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 um the idea of empty stats. That's Carl Anthony Towns right now. Minnesota is the 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 capital of players having empty stats. Now, Kevin Love, right, for example, he was a good player. He showed that once he left. But all those stats and rebounds he was putting up in Minnesota, that wasn't getting him nothing. He was helping with wins, though. Like, he was helping. If they if they didn't have him, they wouldn't have won the games that they won. You're, oh, Anthony, you're right about that. Carl Anthony Towns is putting up these great numbers and, oh, this, that, and third, and he's so – but then they out the playoffs every year. And then you're and then you're listening to okay, so I guess my question is with Minnesota, they have this pick. Who do you think they could actually bring in that would be able to take them as they are and progress? Because they got D'Angelo Russell, so they got their point guard, they got their center, and then the rest of the team might be up for grabs. I don't know who else is on that game, that squad right so, now. So we're sold on D'Angelo Russell being in Minnesota. I'm not. because I'm not either. Personally, I am not sold on, on D'Angelo Russell in Minnesota. And by that, I mean, do you think that Minnesota plan on keeping him around? I don't know that he wants to be in Minnesota. D'Angelo Russell doesn't fit Minnesota vibes to me. No, he wants to be in Minnesota. I'm just – Carl Anthony Towns, apparently, because he wants everybody well, I guess to come he play he with him. Checks. I guess it don't matter where he'd be at. He'd be on Fortnite or whatever. He'd be on Fortnite and then on Jordan Woods uh, on, on her social media and combo giving her signed jerseys for her birthday instead of working on his game. <laughs> okay, well, let me <laughs> let me go back. Yeah, you know if they really believe that they have their center and their point guard. I guess you got to be in on Towns if you're in Minnesota because you gave him the money. He's been around. He's kind of your he's your star. D'Angelo Russell, he was having an all right. He's time. a really good player. He's not a star. Let's be a hundred. Stars we hold Minnesota. to a different standard. Jokic is a star. Jokic is a star now. Devin Booker started showing star tendencies towards the end of the bubble because they sweat like they won all of their games. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you, when you hit star, you have a different what's it called? Jamal Murray, we can give him star. Paul George lost it. In fact, he never had it. Okay, he never uh, had it. Uh, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. 
he lost it. You cannot name yourself and then throw the ball at the backboard, the side of the backboard in the playoffs and collectively help your teammates score two points in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, the rest of the team is up for grabs right now. It's D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns, Malik Beasley, and the rest of the team is butt. I think the whole team is up for grabs. Josh, I'm not like Jarrett Culver, Josh Akogi, Juan Hernan Gomez. Evan Turner should have been out the league. <laughs> Jared Vanderbilt, Nas Reed, Jake Lehman, Omari Spellman. Stop me when you hear a name you yeah, actually recognize. This is why I'm saying we can't, we can't, you know, completely put it on Cat. Well, no, we can because he's supposed to be. Okay, who was? Okay, no, okay, no stop it, no, stop it, because no. If you, you okay, you said he's a star though. You said he's a star. This is what people do to LeBron. You now, said he's a star. Once in a lifetime. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going to throw LeBron in this. LeBron no, was in the playoffs. We got to stop doing it. We got to stop doing this. Yes, LeBron was able to take, you know, the local subway team to the finals back in 2006, okay? That's not a realistic thing, okay? There's only one LeBron. But if we're giving – are we giving Cat Carl Anthony Towns star? Because you called him a star. You can, be a star, star? And you can be a star and still have at least some pieces around you. But he got the piece he wanted because he wanted uh, D'Angelo Russell there. Like, the team listened to him and said, okay, we'll get D'Angelo Russell. Believe yeah, me, he's just trying to have fun up there with D'Angelo. We ain't trying to win for real. But didn't D'Angelo Russell get there, like, midseason? Does that matter? If he's – Yes. He's, he was a, he's an all-star. Oh, my God. When he was in Brooklyn, he was an all-star, right? Okay, well, the Rockets had two MVPs. Westbrook <laughs> at Beverly. That's all I'll say. Okay, but okay. My question is, who do you think that if Minnesota's trading this pick, who should they try to get with that roster that we just went to count? Who can they legitimately move that pick for, or should you dr- just draft Anthony Edwards? You'd have to get Anthony Edwards. I mean, yeah. I don't know that, I don't know that anybody. You can't draft Lamelo. That would not work. Don't think so. No, not at all. Lamelo on that team would not work because that means that you got him and D'Angelo Russell fighting for minutes, and Lamelo is that much worse on defense. Now, when I say when I said that they should trade the pick, I wasn't saying like they're making it for a trade so that way they can win now. I was just thinking this in the sense of them getting an abundance of, um, I guess, value back, whether that be multiple picks over different years or a pick and a couple picks and another player, you know. Because there's, there's nothing that they – whether they draft Anthony Edwards here, they're going to still be trash. Whether they trade for another player, they're still going to be trash. I think it's really time they start – I got to agree with you. It's time they kind of start looking for a, a, a complete rehaul. So, you know, yeah, that means D'Angelo Russell, if the right offer comes, we'll take him. We'll take some picks for him too. If somebody wants Carl Anthony Towns, we're, we're open to it. Carl Anthony Towns, this is his fifth year. And he's averaging – he averaged 26 and a half and then 11 rebounds this year. Averaged 24.4 and 12.4 rebounds last year. For his career, he's averaging 23 and 12. And that's equating to a hot nothing. And he's still on a rookie deal. Like, he's only – he only made five this year. But still. Really? Yeah. This man been on a – what the hell? I'm pretty sure – Hold on, let me let, let, let me look at this because that that might not be right. Because I'm pretty sure he signed his extension. I thought him and Andrew Wiggins signed their extensions like a year apart from each other. Whoa, 
That would be terrible. Who would do that? All right. So I'm clicking around. I see this uh, magical piece of BS. The 76ers Timberwolf trade might feature Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns. I don't want to watch Carl Anthony Towns in the 76ers with, with Al Horford and Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons. I don't think that'll work at all. This is the part of the year what we call speculation, right? Everybody's getting traded everywhere. That don't even sound like something that will happen. And as wild as this year has been, it just might. Mm, I guess you're right about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. I don't like that one at all. Me neither. Come on, we gotta we gotta move on to uh, another topic. You got anything? I got some things. All right, all right. Go go ahead, go ahead. What you got? What you got? Well. I just, you know, it's been a minute, so I've been able to talk about my Wizards. But I got to say, I'm excited, man. Listen, Bradley Beal, he looks rejuvenated. Him and his wife, Kamaya Adams, they over there. Well, she liking stuff about the Lakers on Instagram. I ain't going to say nothing about that. You need to stop making that face right now. Um, John Wall, you know, he's back in the gym looking like he's in shape. He's not slipping and partying at Rose Bar, throwing up gang signs. So we know so because the bar is closed. Huh? Huh? Let's say you know we're getting the elite John Wall. He's throwing up gang signs. I think I think this could be a good year here, man. I think this could be a good year. I know you don't want to admit it because you're a hater, but that's fine. No, I'm I'm not a hater. I told you I always support the Wizards as my second team because they're my hometown team. We don't accept that. Rui Hachimura, he's a, you know experienced. We got a top ten pick again. <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry. That was supposed to be a good thing. <laughs> Bringing another quality player, just like uh, Jan Vesely, right? That was so long ago. That's crazy that you want to bring that Or maybe up. Otto Porter. First of all, Otto Porter wasn't even that bad. Hometown hero. Who? Oh, what was what was my name? What was, uh, Eugene Lian? Maybe we could bring another one of him in. What I'm saying First is y'all need to work in your scouting yeah. department. Okay. Am I lying? Who? You've had two anomalies in the last 10 years. Who? John Wall was one, and then and then Bradley Beal was the other. You've had two anomalies Otto in the last. Porter was not a bad. Um, he was so bad that y'all didn't even try to re-sign him when he when when Chicago was like, "We'll throw you money." Chicago threw a bag at him. And was like, "Yeah, y'all can have him." It's all moving up. Okay, so you saying we're not making playoffs? You want to put money on that? I don't have money. I'm broke five. All right. Well, it. you want to put pride on that? My pride has already disappeared. I'm here. So no, yeah, you already know. No, y'all, it's the it's the it's the Eastern Conference. No, I know. Oh, I hate yeah. that. I hate that. I hate that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did that. It's the Eastern Conference, bro. What does that mean? Y'all might make it. Y'all, the We're Wizards. The Wizards make- are a good team. I'm not I denying know. that. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so are we a hundred percent sure that Bradley be able to stay? Where is he going? You know where he's going. Where is he going? You know where the potential for him to go is. I mean, yes. Here's what I will say. They're going to they're gonna try this out, right? The Wizards are. We got John Wall back. Bradley Beal has definitely progressed since. It feels like John Wall hasn't played in about two, three years. So I Bradley swear Beal's it feels like an eon, bro. Our team is, is a different look. They're going to try it out and see, okay, how is this looking now? Because, you know, they've had chemistry issues in the past. And I can't say legitimately, John Wall, the team looks better with John Wall and the league is better with John Wall ended on the Wizards, okay? I won't deny that. If, if they get back and they're back on that weird, you know, there's issues in the locker room, they're not winning games like they were, yeah, he's probably gone, you know? All right, so my other question, 
is it officially Bradley Beal's team now? With John Wall coming back, yeah, yeah. That's that's the question. You know, that's, that's because we know egos are have played a part before in rumors and the like. And while they've both been on podcasts saying how much they enjoy playing with each other, those well, when they get on the court, right? Bradley Beal has become a monster in the best way possible. Excuse Bless you. Like people were legitimately like, "Hey, look, we can watch the we can watch you, Bradley Beal, and." Homeboy, shoot, because the Wizards are like the best show that ain't gonna hit the playoffs this year. Like that's saying something. With yeah. Devin Booker and them down in Phoenix, that is that was that was a compliment for all intents and purposes. And now it's without. Can't believe we like Kelly Uber. Wavy oh, tsunami, yeah. Poppy. We have a new GM, and since he's taken over, Tommy Shepard. Like oh, you do? You got a new GM? Well, it was Tommy Shepard. He was interim after um he got rid of um. Can't think of his name. Doesn't don't deserve to think of his name right now. It doesn't deserve it. You're but Jan Vesney. He trying. is like the full time role now. Okay. I, I would say it's Bradley Beal's team. It's kind of based off of the way it is. You know, kind of the signings they made, like Thomas Bryant bringing him back for three years. That was definitely Bradley Beal saying, "Hey, I want him." There go Dre making faces again, man. All he want to do is make faces at the Wizards. And that's all he. I make faces at everything. He put on the max contract up there. I ain't even gonna get you know into what? it, yeah, man. I know. I don't deny we made a – that was a, one of the worst moves that Danny Ainge made. Bro. But, no, like, I, the Wizards, I, I don't know. Okay, so who would y'all who, – what piece would you like to see them draft? Who would – what type of player would you like to see them draft to improve? With John Wall, <laughs> keeping in mind that John Wall is coming back. I, did, I was wondering why the hell John Wall was practicing with the Brooklyn Nets, though. It's like, what the – you don't get your ass in the gym. With some players you know, <laughs> he's something, you know. Um, you know, we could really use this is going to sound bad. We could really use somebody at all places. Um, we have our starter in Thomas Bryant, but you know, having another good center would be good. Um, depth in the, on the wings are two or three, definitely beneficial. Help out, Rui. Um, and then shoot, I guess like even point guard, you know, get some depth off the bench. You see the value of having a guy like Chris Paul, not saying like that high level, but having somebody, no, let me say Rajon Rondo coming off the bench can kind of, you know, operate that second unit. Um, and that was always kind of the Wizards problem was that, you know, we would have our starters all averaging over 10 points, but then nothing from the bench. And then eventually you just kind of wear down. This is the last time I violate them. I feel like a part of the reason was that Bradley Beal wasn't didn't know who he was yet. Yeah, because clearly he is like he went from what twenty four points a game, like what thirty or twenty nine, thirty this year. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a jump. Oh yeah, especially for NBA, like it's hard enough to score twenty in the league, and you got and he just jumped six seven points. You could say, oh, that's because John Wall wasn't there, but the team still did well enough considering they were missing their second all-star and with a whole bunch of younger guys. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think that was a big part Troy of it. Brown. Definitely mm-hmm. improvements in the bubble. Troy Brown Jr. He did. I think – now maybe this is just – I am a fan, so I might just be biased. I really feel like the Wizards are good enough to be there. To be where? The playoffs? The playoffs, getting through the playoffs, there is enough talent between John Wall and Bradley Beal that if they were working and playing together, which they weren't before. That's a big if, but I feel you. 
it is a it is a big if. But I I'm hoping you know John Wall's got his money. He's older now. Hopefully you know all of that stuff in between. Put that behind. Okay. Okay. All right. So what was the what was the other thing you had? Because um. All right, I got one for you. <laughs> Should Lamelo? What team would you like to see Lamelo ball on? Let's just say that. Have you have you watched any film? I'm sure you watched some, but. Um. Yeah, I've seen some of Lamelo. Yeah, you know his stuff's always coming up, even back to when he was in high school. He's such an interesting, interesting player. Do you think he'll fall below five? <sighs> hmm. I want to say no, but. All right, look, I'll tell you the team that's in the top five. It's Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Minnesota got number one, Golden State, Charlotte, Chicago, and then Cleveland. And then the other five is Atlanta, Detroit, New York, Washington, and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So, so some of those teams, right, we're looking at, like, Chicago, um, Minnesota, I think Cleveland, like, they kind of have their guards in place already. So what's interesting for me is kind of looking at – I don't, like know hmm? I don't know about Cleveland. Well, yeah, I don't know about Cleveland. Oh, they need about Cleveland. People, but they... Cleveland ain't got nothing to play. <laughs> nothing. Did they take a, they take a guard last year? Cleveland, who they Cleveland, got, Cleveland has a permanent spot in the in the lottery in place. Oh, yes, man. Like, that's, <laughs> their home, that's their home court for real. Oh, my Lord. It's like, oh, LeBron's not here? Lottery. <laughs> um, but, like, looking at Golden State, right, like... Oh, how likely do we think they're going to actually keep that pick? So I want to see, like, how how the, the final's going to fall first. I'm going to throw something at you, right? hmm I feel like he's not going to go to Golden State because this one draft I got, my draft got him, Anthony Edwards going one, which mm-hmm. will make sense for them. He, he can get his own bucket. He's he, he can get a bucket on his own. He plays defense well enough, and he can probably progress. And his wingspan, you know, like he has the all the numbers, you know, to what to come. Mm-hmm. And they need somebody that can get their own bucket. And he's young enough that he can still grow and not be influenced by the BS. Um, I feel like Golden State is going to pick James Wiseman at number two and keep him. If, yeah, if they keep that pick, I think they would go with, yeah, Wiseman. So if LaMelo Ball – so either they're either going to – if Golden State is either going to keep that pick and draft James Wiseman – or draft LaMelo and trade him and Andrew Wiggins Don't say that, I'm to the Bucks. I knew he was going to say to the Bucks. People want Giannis and Golden State so bad. I don't want him there. I don't want him in the league. <laughs> He's boring to watch. I agree with James Harden in that there is a lack of skill in just running, in just rim running when you're seven feet tall and can take three steps from the free throw from the three point line to get to the rim. Ironically enough, his best friend does the same thing. I, that was what exactly what I was about to say. Was, I know so was it's like, bro, friend. you talking, but uh, your man's over here. He, he do the same thing, but 
if they keep that pick, if they trade that, what, what do you think about that scenario? Drafting the mellow and then trading the mellow and Andrew Wiggins to the Bucks. I mean, I guess if, if Giannis says I'm out and I want to go to Golden State, I guess that's the thing. I wouldn't want to be in Milwaukee. I mean, exactly what wants to be in Milwaukee. And if I'm the Bucks, I wouldn't just trade it. Like, I don't want Andrew Wiggins. And I don't want a mellow ball. I don't want to pick. Well, who else? Well, what else are you going to pick? I mean, like, you could get a, a point guard for the future, quote unquote, and you're establishing, and then you have a decent what to come around them. You got a couple vets that could, uh, well, what? Here's what I'm getting in the mellow ball. I'm getting somebody who is a knockoff Steph Curry. He ain't trying to play no defense. He's, not, he's a knockoff of his brother. He's not even a knockoff Steph. That jump well, shot is wild. You're right. He's a knockoff of his brother, but he want to pull up and have court like, like that. That that jump shot is wonky. Low key, I think Leangelo was the best defender out of the three of them. What if he was the best player this whole time? I think he is. You watch film. If you watch film, he might not be like, he doesn't have the passing ability that Lonzo and LaMelo have, but his jump shot is the cleanest. Mm -hmm. And he is always playing. He's always in the right place defensively. He He ain't going to make the highlight steal and what you call but you don't always need that. Yeah. And that's what I think, right, is that, LaMelo uh, La and Lorenzo, they have like the highest upside, as they would say. Whereas LiAngelo's um, ceiling was probably cap lower, but I feel like he would be more consistent. Yeah, more of like a short thing. Like you're going to get a, a quality player. I think he's in, I think he's on somebody's uh, G League team. But I feel like LiAngelo might have been the most complete player between the three of them because he's not, he's not the tallest. He's not even the tallest between the three of them. Hell, LaMelo was an inch taller than Lonzo, like two inches taller than Lonzo now. Like he's 6'8", and uh, Lonzo, what, 6'6"? Six, six? I think LiAngelo like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. But watching the film, it's like LiAngelo might have been the most consistently, you know, consistent player out of the three of them. Mm-hmm. But Zoe has worked on his jump shot, and his brother doesn't have his defensive ability in the slightest. And, I, and that's what the thing's going to be is that even with Lonzo not, you know, developing to be like a great offensive player, he's still a great defensive player. And Which he might eventually get too. He's still developing. Cause he cause even in um the Pelicans this year, you could see he put in some time on his jump shot. He he's still like working through it to keep this new form. But mm-hmm. it looks much more normal and much more makeable, more much more consistently makeable than this this over here. Sometimes it takes time, but that reminded me actually. Drew Holiday is on the the block currently. Um, He's gonna get moved, and I feel like he would be best. I don't want to see Chris Paul with the Clippers again. I don't. I I just don't. I don't know that Chris Paul should be moved at all. Well, I, Oklahoma City's not. You know, they're just trying to rebuild, so if they can get any value for him. Okay, so but where are you gonna send them that you're gonna get something worthwhile? Well, what do you consider worthwhile? He's got one year left. He's making a whole bunch of money. Just cutting that money is enough for them. Okay, well, cutting that money. If you trade him to the Knicks, then you completely – the Knicks and their new whatever have completely uh, uh, did a giant F you to the fans that were trying to 
move forward in the future. You know, we're trying to, to keep his cap space open because that's $38 million absorbed immediately. But he has a year left. It's expiring contract. I feel like he wants to win, but I don't want to see him with Kawhi, Len- Kawhi Leonard and what to come in Paul George. Wait a minute. I forgot about that one. Are the Clippers going to have Paul George next year? Yeah. You think, you think they're going to blow it up already? Or I guess not blow it up, just move Paul George. I think they need to get rid of Pandemic P <laughs> while they can. I wouldn't be against it because I told you from the start I'm not a big fan of Paul George. But I don't think I never was. Because who did I bring in for him? Anybody. It's man said anybody. <laughs> you could bring in Harrison Barnes, and it might be better. Only okay. Paul George, I believe, halfway suffers from the um, the 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 thing that. Carl Anthony Towns is suffering from. You want to be popular, but you not putting in the work. And I understand a lot of people are like, oh, he can he looks like a much more natural basketball player than X, Y, or Z. That man had one good series years ago and still got beat. Mm-hmm. And his and his best game winner is in a Gatorade commercial. And I think he's only hit one other in his career. Dre, I understand what you're saying. I do. I don't. Ooh, I, don't I just thought know. about something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. How much they gave up to get that man? They gave up a lot for a rental. Yeah, no. And no. No. Okay. Would you do this? Because I'll put it this way: Kawhi Leonard is not a vo- is not a vocal leader. And Kyle Lowry was just good enough in what you come to as a vocal leader and as a player to be the second option. And then they had Pascal Siakam, right? Mm-hmm. If you are able to finagle a trade, in fact, let's let's pull up the trade machine so you can see what I'm see what I'm thinking here, Joe. Let's see if we can uh can pull this together real quick. Let's see what we got. Share screen. All right. So over here with this, uh, why is it not full screen? There we go. Uh, we're going to come over here to now. I don't know if the money will work, but we're going to try it. We're going to see. I'm going to go to two, two Western Conference teams. The, uh, the bottom, <laughs> the basement team in uh, Staples. And a team that is up and coming, yet... Yet might want to let the young players kind of rock out. Right? Right? You with me? Sorry. I was just looking at how many picks they gave up to get Paul George. Six? Five straight up and then two more, the ability to swap picks. Mm, That hurts. All right, go ahead. Let let you go. Mm, All right. So let's – you see what I'm working with here? I'm not letting Paul George go anywhere. I beat him until he starts playing better. Wait, seven picks? All right, go ahead. <laughs> he was never worth that. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. And then let's say we need one more person to make the money work, right? Right. Are right, you saying you want to bring in Drew Holiday? Drew Holiday, and then we need one more vet. So let's say, because you want to keep these three guys. These are your, we're not giving them up. Mm-hmm. So 
I might be doing too much with this. I'm not 100% sure. But let's... Damn, they're already going to change it. All right, now, no, no, let's just see what the trade. I don't think it'll work. I don't, because I think the money is is a little, it might be a little wonky. But what do you know? Maybe I need to be in the league. <laughs> no, you don't need to be in the league. Well, if I'm the Pelicans, why would I take that deal? Because now you have a trade piece, Joe. Paul George can still get you something. From let's say from there you trade Paul George to the Knicks. Hold on now, all right. No, no. Come on. You telling me New York wouldn't go crazy to see him crossing somebody over and throwing up a brick? Right. This is like this is like buying a car. Every time these moves happen, you're losing value. Paul George just went for seven picks. Then did what he did in the playoffs. Now I understand they want to move off of Drew Holiday and JJ Redick, sure. But I'm, uh, you want me to believe that? Okay, I'm going to get. The, okay, okay, okay. Here. Let's start from here. Would the Clippers not take that? The Clippers? The Clippers? Would the Clippers not take that? A solid shooter. A I solid think... shooter and a target for 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 Kawhi to be able to pass out to, and then Drew Holiday, who clearly plays better defense than what Paul George showed that he can right now. I think yeah, that's a good good idea. And, for the Clippers. But why would the Pelicans? What does adding Paul George do for me? It has another option. You got more highlight. What to come? You got more highlight attraction than actual. We got enough. High, we have Zion. But when but Zion can't shoot worth nothing. So if Paul George can not throw the ball at the backboard. Okay, I'm not in the business of playing for highlights. I'm trying to win some games here. But are are the Pelicans the trying to do that immediately? And it's one year. Are the Pelicans trying to do that immediately? I don't understand bringing in – maybe that's just me. You might be right. I, I wouldn't be thinking about bringing in no Paul George. I'm just saying the Clippers have to get off of him, bro. Taking up time from my players like Brandon Ingram that I'm trying to develop. No, see, that's when you – because you let Brandon Ingram play the five – I mean, the four. You let Zion play the four. I mean, uh, the, 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 the three or the four. Either way, you can make it work because either Paul George is going to play the two or the three. Jackson Hayes doesn't. I don't feel like he necessarily needs to start. Derek Favors, so you can probably move off of Derek Favors. I'm not even a huge fan of like Patrick Beverly. My God, it's eight points and five rebounds and four assists, and you talking dip? Get out. Okay, all right. So okay, so with that, if we if we since we're doing hypotheticals here, let's. Let's reset the trades, all right? We're going to come here. Have a little fun while we're at it. The, the Rockets want to move everybody. This man just playing fantasy league now. <laughs> no, I'm not. Did you hear the rumors? Why? What, what, what rumor is this? Hold on, hold on, because there are some t- there are some there are some NBA pundits who make a lot of money thinking that Westbrook would be on the Clippers. Now I don't know if it'll be. I don't know that I would want Paul Those George. Are the same NBA pundits who thought that KD and Kyrie were going to the Knicks, and by thought they meant they wanted them to go there, so they have reason to talk about them some more. Well, you know, they, they were halfway right. They went to New York. 
they got the state right, just the complete wrong team. But then they forgot James Dolan is the owner. And as long as Dan- James Dolan is the owner, they're going to be trash. Westbrook when the Clippers make. Low key, that kind of makes that kind of makes Carmelo an even better even better case for Hall of Fame, because um he he got them to the playoffs without with James Dolan still was the owner. He defies the odds. As you see here, the Knicks and the Clippers are interested in. What's it come? What I'm hearing basically is that the Clippers are looking for any point guard possible, which means they're admitting that Patrick Beverly is not the answer. I, well, they should have known that from the start. But they think that even with the combination of Patrick Beverly and Lou Will, that they don't have the answer there? I don't know that Lou Will was the right option anyway, old Lemon Pepper Lou. I feel like Lou Williams is best off the bench, maybe 15, 20 minutes at the most a game. Let him shoot Jamal Crawford style. I feel like, but trusting, you know, putting the ball in his hands and all right, let's have you run the offense for a couple plays. That's not going to work. Kawhi Leonard is not LeBron. Stop trying to make him that. He's not a playmaker. So, yeah, I feel like they're looking for anybody. But if they pull that, I don't know. Westbrook wouldn't work in that. What's it called? But since we were just talking about it, you know, <laughs> thought we could explore the option. But, yeah. We got any other uh, interesting tidbits you want to throw in there? It's just checking through. Um, While we're here, shout out to Drew Brees for beating Tom Brady again this season. So I guess all the Tampa Bay is trash. And they're going to be more trash because they signed Antonio Brown. They might sneak on through. Oh, they're probably going to win the division, but I don't – I'm not even one of those people who's like, oh, yeah, I do, I'm just tired of seeing Tom Brady win. He's the GOAT, but there are some things I feel like he shouldn't do, like when Dallas signed a homeboy that threw his girlfriend on a bed of, on a bed of guns. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're wild, and you shouldn't win anything. You just, you're trash for that. <laughs> and then they didn't win anything because they're Dallas. And uh, I also have to apologize because Ezekiel Elliott, I thought Ezekiel Elliott might be enough when Dak was, when Dak got injured, which is very tough. Not, just, just, just not it. Y'all are as bad as the Redskins. Welcome to the club, boy. Washington football team. I'm sorry. It's, hey, look, I had 20 plus years (laughs) of the other offensive term, okay? (laughs) And hell, technically I am a part of that. uh, I am part Indian, so. I can really care, care less. People have called me more inwards than <laughs> anything else. So, you know how that goes. But, okay, so I apologize. The Washington football team, that is weird, really weird to see in Madden this year. Ooh, I didn't like think the football that. club. I'm just like, football Soccer team? Man. They better not sell no merch. If y'all buy merch this year under the Washington <laughs> football here. team. You're getting, getting the nest. Like, you were – what are we talking about? <laughs> Why would you buy any merch for the football team? I got a football team too. I just made it on Madden. It's called the football team. And now you you want the merch? No. Just saying. So uh, yeah, yeah. The the, the Cowboys are just somehow even with Dak there, it was bad. But 
with that gone, it's that much worse. We got to make sure we got to follow up in a week and two as free agency gets started after the draft. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. What do you think the biggest move is going to be this, this offseason? You think it's going to be a Chris Paul move or or the or the Rockets uh, getting blowing it up? Um, I feel like both of those things are going to happen. I don't know which one's going to be bigger. Probably Chris Paul, wherever he goes. I feel like he still brings a lot of um, – Which is crazy because Chris Paul is like three years older than Westbrook and um, still viewed as a quality defender, something that's never been – Westbrook has never been confused for. And it's so crazy, though. I know we keep saying this, but, like, it's such a crazy year. It's already November. Like, the, the season starts next month. And, like, in a we, month we, and yeah, 10 days. Yeah, we haven't even got to, like, you know, the carousel of people moving around and trades and stuff. So it's like, whatever does happen, they're going to be on very limited time. All right, so I got another. Okay, so this this is a good one, right? Just to end it off on a, on a quick hitter. With the offseason being such a quick turnaround this year, two questions. One, should LeBron load manage, like actually load manage? And then two, from now on, should free agency be held before the NBA draft? Take him in either 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 uh, direction you want. First, yes. Wait. Okay, let me start with LeBron because I know what I want to say there. Yes, LeBron should load manage this year and every other year. And everybody else should load manage too. That's a lot of traveling. Those are a lot of games. I don't know why we have this this idea that, like, our players should never take a break. I know we want to see them, but, like, okay, and? Like, they they allowed to have a sick day too, aren't they? They're just people. Any other sport, you know, for the most part, they have games where they have rotational periods that are built in. Baseball has it. Um, hockey has it, soccer has it, football not so much because they have like a sprint of a season, 16 things, mm-hmm. 18 games now. So, of course, they got 16, 16 weeks, 16 to 18 weeks total, and then they got the rest of the year. Exactly. So, it's like sprint, sprint, sprint. And then, you know, but even, well, yeah. So, yeah, if LeBron should be low manager at his age. What is, what is taking a couple of games off do? And then it's also quality. I know we want to see these players in the regular season. But it's nothing worse than we get to the playoffs and then somebody are falling out and it's like, okay, well, I don't want to see you playing, you know, the Bucks backup team. And then people want to throw asterisks on things. People want to throw asterisks on things. They don't probably don't even know where it's at on the keyboard, but they want to throw it on there. They don't even know how to spell it. Let's start there. There you go. <laughs> um, and then for the free agency, that's a good one because on one hand, I feel like let people, you know, build their team and then draft whatever they still need. But then I'm also thinking, you know, the draft can go any way. So I kind of want to see what actually happens in the draft and then fill out from there. That's a good one. I think – I don't know. I think I want to keep the draft first. Because unless you have the number one pick, like anything can happen, honestly. Or if you're the Cavaliers, you do have the number one pick, you draft Anthony Bennett, and then you just got to – be the Cavaliers. Yep. Okay. Um, the low management thing, I think if you are a player like a LeBron or a Chris Paul older, I think maybe more so LeBron in this case because they were in the bubble up until like a month ago. Yeah. 
literally they've been home for two, three weeks. It's like, well, guess I got to go back to work. Um, I do think he should low manage. I'm not trying to be funny. He got what the third, second, second or third most minutes all time. The man is in about to be in his 18th season, about to be 30, what, 34? Yeah. I think 33, 34. Next month, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's more than shown that um, still the best player. If you want him to be available on some of these key holiday games and the like, you have to watch to come. I, do, I did hear a potential, quote-unquote, uh, concession for the teams, like the last four, the final four teams that were in the bubble and that they were the last to get out. So maybe um, a larger percentage of their game should be played at their home arena, arena, so allow less travel for them for, like, the first half, quote-unquote, of the season. Um, I kind of like that idea. I'm not sure how that would work out with the league. I'm sure they're not going to do it. But um, the second half of that was the free agency thing. I kind of like the idea of maybe you'd still do the draft lottery so you know where you're falling in the draft. And then then you do free agency. Because imagine, let's say – because, you know, a lot of these guys have played with each other in college or AAU. You know, a lot of the younger players have connections with guys in the league, et cetera, from a very young age now, very early. So let's say, for example, you know you got the number three pick, right? And this player is saying, is saying, I'll come, you know, like I'll sign with you, but I want to play with, let's say it was uh, Killian Hayes or whoever it is, right? And it's this, you know, let's say it's, uh, let's say Joel Embiid is up, right? He wants to, he wants to go to whatever, uh, let's say the Charlotte Hornets tells Jordan, hey, look, I'll sign to the Hornets within free agency if you promise me you'll get X player. So then you know within that free agency period, you either have to move up to make sure you get – if he's a really top, top like 10 pick and you're already in the lottery or not there, you know you have to move – what players do you have to try to move to get to that pick? And then you sign – so then now you have – you might have a bit more of a structure and then somebody – so you might be able to sign your veterans, the guys you know you want to be around this piece, and then draft that piece or see what you have and fill in. I kind of like that a little bit more because right now the draft is just a whole bunch of – trash teams from the, the the year before with no idea and then you're not attracting any free agents of veteran quality or quality veteran free agents because they're just like you were just in the lottery last year and you just drafted x y or z so and i don't want to play with him i don't i don't have time for a rebuild x you know whatever whatever but if you have a player who will commit to a rebuild and then say but i want to play with him then you know then you're coming into it, you're building a relationship with that veteran player. You know you have their commitment for X amount of years, and you'll have that, and then you have whatever rookie player it is, so you'll know within two to three years what he's going to be with this guy, you know? So I kind of like that a little bit more, but yeah, that's me. That's a good – that's a good – I wasn't thinking of it like that. That is a, a good way to look at it. Allegedly, because, you know, you, you're not supposed to be tampering, but allegedly, you know. <laughs> You're supposed to get caught tampering. Come on now. Allegedly. Look, yeah. if you're not cheating, you're not trying. That's the way I look at it. All right. <laughs> That's what Eddie Guerrero taught me. By the way, anybody who doesn't think that uh, DeMarcus Cousins isn't getting a ring, you're smoking. 
if Dion Waiters. Thank you, Dre, for reminding me. I know we gotta get out of here. Uh-oh. Marcus Cousins to the Wizards. That's we're it's over. We might You wouldn't want that? Huh? You wouldn't want that? I would. You wouldn't? I do. No, oh, I'm saying, okay. I'm, about to I'm say. saying it's over. We might not lose a game at that point. You're gonna lose some games. We might lose some games, but Boogie is gonna get a tactical. <laughs> he and Draymond Green should be fighting. We'll be fighting for the for the the uh the what's it called? Oh, I completely forgot to ask you that, bro. Damn. Instead of trading Andrew Wiggins, should the Warriors be looking to move Draymond Green? Mm. I still feel like Draymond's a key piece of what they got there. I Like, I understand what you're saying. Like, on the court, they could probably definitely get a better player back, but there is still a certain amount of leadership and just continuity in the locker room that you need. If you keep that pick and able to trade him instead of Andrew Wiggins and get uh, what's it called and get uh, Giannis. Now this might, this might be me. Oh, for Giannis? But like if they keep that pick, if, if it's like we're going, coming to the Bucks with this number two pick and then Draymond Green instead of Andrew Wiggins, would you, would you try to keep him or Andrew Wiggins in that case? I mean, if it's for Giannis, you kind of have to, outside of like stuff and play, you got to kind of just get whatever. Um, generally speaking, me personally, I'm just not too too sold on Andrew Wiggins. I don't think he changes life that much. Um, if it came to, I don't know what another comparable situation would be where you're choosing between Andrew Wiggins or Draymond, I would take Draymond personally. Again, not based off of like talent or the skill there, but just the – You just kind of have that chemistry there. Like, this is our championship group, you know? Okay. So, so what do you – maybe it's just me. You know, again, I haven't watched too much Timberwolves basketball, but, like, what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on Andrew Wiggins? Because, for me, he seems to be kind of – I guess not overrated, but – No, overrated is the right word. Overrated we, is the no, right word. Based off of when he first came in, yes. But are, are we still, like – Rating him that highly to begin with? I don't think so, no. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. Now, in terms of what the Warriors were coming off of, if you're comparing him to Harrison Barnes, it's about equal. He was not supposed to be Harrison Barnes. He was supposed to be the next Kobe, the next LeBron. Right. You know, so clearly he's already (laughs) sort of that. So in that regard, if you are – if the Bucks would accept – that Draymond trade, you know, trading Draymond in that pick, and you're able to keep Andrew Wiggins, I would do it because Andrew Wiggins can still will be able to space the floor. If you got Steph, I know you's like we already got Steph and Clay, but that last that last third piece, you wouldn't necessarily need a whole bunch of defense because you'd just be running up the score on everybody. I personally am not a huge fan of of Draymond's. Um, Ability as a small ball five. I'm not. I would almost rather have. Oh, this is gonna sound disrespectful. I'd almost rather have PJ Tucker because I don't need. I don't have to worry about PJ Tucker um, on the court kicking somebody in the balls in the key moment and then not being available for a game. Like PJ Tucker could literally catch an elbow from somebody just because they're taller than him and just keep playing the game. 
um, attitude wise, I feel like that um, like Draymond is the reason that they don't have Kevin Durant right now. So as good as he is for chemistry, he's just as you know you could say that he's just as bad for chemistry in that regard too, because his ego sometimes uh, takes over or does more than what his um his ego sometimes is bigger than what his talent is able to support. So, yeah, like, I've never liked that. Like, since he came in the league, I can name every player that was drafted before me. All right, you just sound bitter, bro. Like, you're making millions of fucking dollars at this point. Shut up. Oh, it's not like you just hate on Draymond. That's what it sounds like to me. No, I'm saying that his talent, like, his ego, he's Patrick Beverly. He's almost Patrick Beverly. He talks a lot, but he's just made just enough plays, and he's been surrounded by way better players, like generational Hall of Fame-type players. That and he played well within them, so he's probably going to want to be in the Hall of Fame. The man got three, three rings now, three, four, three. So I mean, he's probably going to wind up being in the Hall of Fame, but more so as a as like the the, the Atlanta Hawks having four Hall of Famers type thing. Like, hey, hey, I was there too. Not a, oh yeah, I was such a great key player on that. You know, I was such a key piece and a great player on that squad. Like, no, you just fit in really well with those guys. So if the Bucks would take that and I'm able to keep Andrew Wiggins, a younger piece that's already in quote unquote wrapped into my salary cap, you know, that's wrapped into my salary and able to spread the floor just to, just as another option. Because offensively, clearly he's light, light, light years and leaps and bounds above Draymond, anything that Draymond will be able to pull off offensively. But then in that regard, Andrew Wiggins is overrated because what was it? Bojan Bogdanovic and what's dude's name? Jeremy Lamb shot like the same numbers or the same percentage. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, if you wanna if you if you'd rather if the Bucks tell you I want Andrew Wiggins, then you just give him. You know, if you you just give him to him in that in that moment because you still got Steph and Clay who are throwing the ball from half court in the rim like it's the ocean. And then you just have Giannis down there dunking on people with his no skill having it. <laughs> but no, no, no. Um, oh wow, the green screen just yeah, what was uh, it? I just guess quit. The, the, the podcast. The, the green screen was just like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not displaying it no more. Stop it. What's going on? You nobody tell you to stop working, bro. What's up with you? No, I don't. And the lighting is still fine. Well, I guess that was the uh, the green screen saying that's enough. So, <laughs> legitimately, just look at just stop working. Man, Drake, have you been on Among Us at all? I have not. I just started playing. Um, dropped that Assassin's Creed Valhalla last <laughs> this morning, bro. That uh, that first video, first hour gameplay, it was lit. It's it's a good storyline so far. Um, hey, tell them where to find it at. You can find me on all the platforms. <laughs> all the platforms. Uh, you know, you can find me on Instagram, uh, the Tube of Views, and Twitter at Just DeAndre, uh, J U S T D E O N D R E. Uh, got a lot of content coming up next week. We gonna be on. We 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 gonna be in here. This three-month contract at this job is up. I ain't trying to never clock in for somebody else again. Oh yeah, and I put in that resignation for that uh for that for that other job, that second job. You already know which one that is. Ah oh, man, we gonna talk about that all. 
off the off uh, yeah 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 we gotta we gonna say that for when the, for the paywalls i don't we got no paywall we we gonna have one eventually though because y'all you, you gonna like it so uh this is going up on youtube too we're gonna start you know if we do a video hell if it, even if it's the audio we're gonna watch the count we're gonna start putting clips up but um Thank you guys for tuning in to the to the Hoop and Henny podcast. We ain't even sip nothing to give y'all some great stuff today. We ain't even sip nothing because it's been a long day. If we had a sip, you might have gotten some of the wildest takes of your life. Oh, we are. Hey, thanks for checking us out. If you are here, no, we said we was about to do a weekly, but you know, we had to take a little break. We about weekly, bi weekly, monthly. You good. <laughs> we came back right when it was appropriate. Exactly. Because you never rush greatness. Definitely come back and check us out next week. I've been seeing some wild stuff online too. It's gonna be more than just some basketball because I gotta get your opinion on some things. I might you you know I've been thinking about starting another podcast too. I'm not reviving the biscuit head podcast. The Jonas dead. Yeah, you know, you gotta let it go once it go. Yeah, but um I'm thinking about starting another one that I just we talk about random shit that mm-hmm. pops up on the internet because there's been some wild that, that's what I'm saying. Like I've been some you know. wild things. And sometimes you be sitting in the house like, man, I gotta talk to somebody about this because I don't know what's going on in the world. You know, we might. Be, you know what? I'm thinking. I was thinking like doing like maybe smaller segments on just those topics, or like like a thirty minute, like a fifteen, twenty to thirty minute. But what to come and that just be smaller things throughout the week. Mm. Just do a quick quick zoom or whatever. Um, because you you know me, I have a multitude of things, so we can just throw that as the title. I'm just saying podcast, you know, just a quick little thing. Thinking that might be uh that might be that might be soon come. Yeah. It's yeah, it's gonna be real soon. Yeah, yeah. So um keep your eye out for that. If you not subscribe to the channel, if you're not following us on what's your what, what's your at, Joe? Give him the at, bro. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Give him the at, bro. Hey, look, it's <laughs> So no, I won't do that. I won't do that. Not everybody want to be followed by the by the goon squad. Yeah, that yet. might that might be the fans' name too. The goon squad. Everybody got a Nodi gang. I'm tired of Nodi gang. I hear that shit every other week. Yeah, I know. Everybody got their little jingles with it. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm thinking goon squad sound good. <laughs> a whole bunch of goons. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys aren't subscribed to the channel, go ahead and wait. Wait, we got to do the YouTube jump. Smack that like button. <laughs> Smack the like button. Go ahead and uh, subscribe and uh, keep your eye out, man. We got a lot of stuff coming. A lot of stuff coming. I'm excited. And we, and we might we might get some music before the end of the year, Joe. Saw some people on Facebook uh, dropping EPs and shit. It's like, this is... Wrap this one on up before we get to calling folks out. Oh, we ain't calling nobody out. We're just saying that while everybody can do something, it doesn't mean that everybody can do that thing great. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. That's what you should have said. I like mine better. <laughs> I can't even repeat it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. As I said again, go ahead and follow us. Um, if you want, you can check this out on all p- podcast platforms. Immediately on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you enjoy them things, bro. Go ahead and follow us for the podcast. We're going to be more consistent. Had a lot of stuff going on. But um, 
And then beyond that, look, keep your eyes out for the other podcast. Go ahead and give us a uh, a like on the podcast or give us a five-star or a three-star, two-star rating, whatever. We just want to know if y'all liking the content, leave a comment, whatever. We appreciate you all. Thank you. I'll be safe out there. And...